Good evening, everyone. Wednesday, 28th of June, episode 92 of So What's Been Happening. The big question, have we gone have we gone too far? What's going on there? Um, who knows? Have we gone too far? That's the, that's the question we're going to ask a few times tonight um, in different situations and work out, um, are we overanalyzing things? Have we done too much? Uh, are we expecting too much? But most importantly, have things like the foot, the, a game of AFL lost its way a little bit um, in respect of over-engineering and over-policing? Uh, the game now. Uh, four umpires is one question. Um, that's a question. Have we gone too far? So anyway, we will talk to Cuz and hopefully Lovey uh, doesn't run much later than his starting, scheduled starting time. Um, but here we go with episode 92 of So What's Been Happening. Welcome back, Cuz. Hi, mate. How are you, Az? Good, mate. Good to see you. Have we gone too far? Hmm. Yeah, it's a very open-ended question and discussion, isn't it, really? Like, it's what is too far? Like, it's. I think all sports, you touch on the AFL, but all sports now seem to be over-analysed and over, I suppose, umpired to the zenith degree, and then you still have situations like the Collingwood Adelaide game on the weekend, which was a great game of footy, don't get me wrong, and what a, like a finals-like game. But then again, four umpires on the field couldn't see a blatant obvious free kick, mm. which could have definitely had an outcome or affected the outcome of the game. Yeah, it's it's going to one day. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And God help us if it happens in a final. Let's hope it doesn't and we don't get to that situation. Um yeah, four umpires, and we still struggle to get it right. So um, it's, a, it's a challenge for sure, for sure. But uh, look what starts tonight, Cuz. Look behind us. Oh, no, I know. It's um, and have a look at this. Amazing. It's the, um, great, the great famous Lords for test number two. How good is it in the modern world? And this is said with the greatest respect to people who came before us watching things on television and that, but how good the modern world now that it's, that they're smart enough to put it on in prime time, but especially now with school holidays, it's great for kids to watch it because if you speak about sport in Australia, we love our sport, but the national team, the cricket side is, even if you're not a cricket fan, you like to know what's going on in the ashes. So I think it's, um, yeah, it's, I think the first test was great. It was a five-day test, which is good to see, and hopefully we get that again. Yeah. Um, look, it's an exciting time. There's about 30 Aussie blokes I know that have made the tour of duty, um, largely not organised, uh, hooked up together to go over, but just happened to be all meeting and, and going after this uh, freedom that we've got now after COVID able to travel the world again. So it's an exciting time, um, no doubt. But let's open up with this one. And um, this is going to be interesting, a very different track to the last one. <laughs> um, looks like it's been freshly mowed more than uh, more than uh, it was before, very much a green top, and it should be complete opposite uh, pitch to the road they delivered for the last test. What's your thoughts on that, Gus? 
Look, without being a horticulturalist in any way, shape or form, but it's it's interesting how when any side tours another country, the focus is taken away from the game and the, and the state of the pitch. Let's be, fact, let's be frank here. All countries doctor their pitch to suit their sides, mm. whether you're going to the subcontinent, whether you're going to England, coming here, whatever. Yep. I, I bring in Ross Lyon's analogy and a lot of coaches' analogy in all sports. You know what? A good tradesman doesn't blame their tools or the conditions. They've got to play the conditions as well. You are, you play in all sorts of conditions now as cricketers, whether it's with the IPL, whether it's test, whatever it might be. Sometimes I think just suck it up a bit and deal with the conditions. Well, it's only it's going to be it comes down to that first over and the first few balls, oh, yeah. uh, which is on in. Half an hour or so. We'll just have the. Yep. Uh, I don't even know. We'll try and get an update as we go here. Uh, someone will message us and tell us who's won the toss. Um, where do we go from here? But we're obviously got the new squad announced there. Um, it's exciting. There's a few there that need to get on their bike and and a great opportunity to make some runs. Um, but it's going to be a challenging pitch. So good luck to both Australia and England. And uh, what do we say, Cuz? May the best team win. As we <laughs> yeah, spot on, and, and that's as much as obviously we're Australians and we want to see Australians. But it's like when you're watching your footy side, we, we want a good game. Yeah. So Australia are considered the best team in Test cricket at the moment with the results from just recently. So we should go in as favourite. The hardest thing in sport when you go in on the back of good form is that misconstrued idea where people take being believing in yourselves as arrogant and that's the same in all sports whether it's a team sport individual sport yeah but look after the first test obviously only a couple of runs really in it or a couple of wickets in it was right right down to the wire in the end Um, both teams will be sitting in the change rooms um, and i'm sure they'll be delivering this message cuz so you're telling me there's a chance When you deliver a green top, um, anything can happen, that's for sure. <laughs> there's some things you can never go tired of, can you? And that's this. I wonder if he's, he's got that as a screensaver on his phone or something. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so appropriate in so many occasions. It is. And same as a chance. Shout out to our great mate. Come back, lovey dovey. This is your home now. Where are you, lovey? Any danger. Boys, I'll be there at 7.30. Okay, well, he's clearly in Adelaide time. The great part about it is, uh, Cuz, you were, you were first up tonight. So what we're going to do is uh, open up with our 92s that we failed to start with. Let's run with that. Um, and I've got a couple of good ones here, mate, which you're very good with your research, but a couple of little sporting ones which you'll probably give a mention to, which is a pretty big year for a lot of sports back in 92. Right, fair to say I'll probably miss them, but... <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're pretty good. Into, into what's gone missing. But here we go with 92 and what happened in 92 and some famous 92s. Quick shout out to one of our show favourites. If you didn't recognise that voice, cuz. The great Ryan Sterling. The great Ryan Sterling. Yeah, absolutely. With uh, a new song of his called Running. Love it. Right on, Riser. Yeah, show on the show soon. Mate, some great memories there. Um, like 92, and, and credit to you, buddy, you didn't miss them. I had the Broncos, West Coast, as you, you looked at. The one that I put in, um, Sub-Zero, 
won the Melbourne Cup and passed away just recently, yep. 92. And also the Cricket World Cup was in 92. And Pakistan beat England in Australia. Australia didn't make the final. Very nice. 31 years ago, mate. Where's that time gone? Yeah, I know. 92, <laughs> ironically enough, was the year I finished at parade, me and Davey Cosma. So um, yeah. it would nice to have Davey on. Um, sadly, his mum's very ill at the moment. So shout out to Davey Cosma uh, and his family. Wish yep. him all the best. Um, and one, you know, while we touch on that is um, the great passing, well, not the great passing, but the great, the passing of the great Matt Rendell. Um, yeah. He's a famous football name um, in, in the Fitzroy era uh, of football uh, and had it's been on and have been at multiple clubs since uh, as in coaching and, and mentoring. So um, sad to hear that heart attack and then some obviously some complications and sadly passed. So um, we wish his family and everyone else that's associated yeah. with footy. It's one of those great um, levelers, isn't it, Cuz, that you hear about someone that I didn't know him personally, um, never yeah. met him, just one of those people you always see in footy and um, sadly no longer with us and you just think, God, how quickly... Time, you know, could time yeah, it does. Like, and also a couple of shout outs, like on the unfortunate same sort of theme. Um, but uh, Peter Mertens, uh, group one jockey, he passed away during the week, so valet to him, which is um, very sad as well. And um, Simon Crean, who was who a minister in a couple of Labor Party, um, I think for I think he served under four prime ministers, so yeah, so he unfortunately passed away on a holiday over overseas. So yeah, to them as well, and just it's the greatest. Um, what's the word? I suppose wake up call that just we we think we're here for a long time, but it actually goes pretty quick. So just use the time as well as you can. And on the shout outs, um, a really good friend of mine is watching the show tonight, so she will rec- critique it. She's a Melbourne girl, but living in Adelaide, and a very passionate Sydney Swans supporter. So get out of Andrea. So thanks for watching, and hopefully my head looks better. <laughs> on TV, that what it sounds on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and shout out to a good mate of mine, Dino, who's right currently now driving up to Sydney for the great game. So uh, school holidays, car, kids in the car, off you go up to Sydney and hopefully catch the Swannies. Um, it doesn't look like the Budwar is going to play Buddy Franklin, so he won't get to see that. But a um, bit of live photo I just picked up from uh, a few of the boys, mates of mine that are all hit the ashes. Uh, good okay. to see Okay, yep. Sporting some uh, all Riverside Cricket Club boys uh, locally yep. around us. Um, fantastic to see that's going to be a big, big uh, night and not far off the bounce of the ball, cuz. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Touching yeah, on those sort of things, mate, and, and sort of bucket list things, I know you've, with your work and you've done a bit of travel, and you and your wonderful son, Nick, have done a bit of Grand Prix action and whatever. Is there anywhere you haven't been in terms of a, a world sport? that you want to go and tick off the bucket list? Oh, absolutely, mate. It's very much uh, in its infancy. Uh, yeah. Sure. Obviously, having kids young, that stopped that procedure for yeah. a little while as far as getting out and about. But I always want to obviously hit an NBA stadium, NFL yep. stadium. Uh, yep. Lucky enough to see a Major League Baseball game, NHL games, another one on the agenda. So, mate, I've got plenty to see. That's just American sport. Obviously, yep. English Premier League is another love. Um, I'd love to see a Gaelic game in, in Ireland. Um, a hurling game, like there's so much to see in the world, mate. Um, mate, but I've been lucky enough to go Ireland and see a hurling game. And look, I, as you know, I played a little bit of footy 
Coach of a little bit of footy. Mate, they are crazy. <laughs> I say that with the, the most utmost respect. But the way they <laughs> attack, well, the ball and each other with scant regard for each other's welfare, it's just brutal. Yeah, speaking of brutal uh, men, Wally Akel, shout out to the great Wall. Um, who's one of the hurling, one of the, I've seen him fling a hurling stick in his backyard and I was hor- oh, absolutely frightened. Um, so I'd hate to be someone that ever jumped his fence with that hurling stick out the back. <laughs> well, to the great man Wally, as you know, he's very proud of his Irish origins and whatever, but every time he speaks, I just think of that movie, Liam Neeson and Taken. Absolutely. I know where you live. I will come, I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and we can't forget another famous song, Song of the Year. From song of the Year. Here we go. Yeah. One of the absolute greats, wasn't it? Um, everything about Christopher Cross. Yeah. Not to be, Chris Cross, I apologise, not to be confused with the great Christopher Cross who yes. rolled like the wind. Yes, Chris Cross with a K. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think with music of all ages, doesn't matter what the genre is, I think people who speak and teach English must hate what artists do to the alphabet. In spelling, yep. crisscross with a K or Chris with a Z on the end, all this sort of stuff, and just to, to make it their brand and whatever. I must admit, uh, the Aussies do it very well as far as shortening uh, and plagiarising, cutting cutting uh, sentences back. Um, but another thing um, that happened during the week, Cuz, the death, the death of the great Fantail. What are they doing? That's how I learn I- English. On the back of those fans, mate, mate. Everybody's got a skill in life, and as Andrea, God bless her, watching would attest to, trivia is my skill. That was what made me a trivia champion. The fan tales packets, sneaking them yes. into the to the trivia, or just learning them. Just learning, look, look, who was in what movie, who sang what song. Yep. But that said, I think Australians are upset because they were a lovely sweet to eat, but the dentists are more upset because fantails were formed by the wayside. I think that's that could be the death knell for Minty soon. They'll be the next one to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, will, it will change the game for the dentists. <laughs> up, corrupt, corrupt the system by coming up with something else. And the other thing too, I, I know my, um, my body shape, so I, I am a bit of a sweet tooth at times, but things... Like the giant Fredo Frog now, that's not much bigger than the little one, and the little one is just tiny. Yeah, it's interesting. We talk about uh, that, and someone said to me the other day, have you ever thought your hands might have got a little bit bigger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, there's an analogy to that. We, we might test that out, cuz, with some small kids and how big they think the old uh, Caramello Koala is these days. But um, I'm sure, no doubt, you'll be at the Royal Show coming up in September, so we might get you to do a bit of a show bag review for us, Cuz, in the future. Well, 
I, I have been to refer to as a show bag at times for. Well, you might have been. <laughs> Just I put the disclaimer up. I set them up, you hit them, cuz. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Mate, just a quick one. As you, as you spoke about doing a bit of research, just in light of um, the wonderful Tay-Tay tickets about to go on sale or on sale as we speak. Um, then we had also the Foo Fighters tickets went on sale, I think, last week. I think yep. Pink's coming out about the same time as Tay-Tay. Mm. So you did give me some homework, which is always wonderful. I'm not great at homework. I wasn't great at homework back on the day and probably haven't improved a lot. You're not jumping the gun on your segment, are you, cuz? No, 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 no. Good, good. Just in relation to the Tay Tay thing, though, I was just going to ask. Yep. I think she's a wonderful entertainer, and I think she'd, it'd be a great show. I think she, she's very good, and what she's done herself to sort of make sure that she gets all the income from her concerts in terms of re releasing albums, that is, shows what an astute business lady that she is. Yep. But the interesting thing I saw this week was that now, Every time that we sell a concert, doesn't matter what it's for, that we've then got to put out the next thing saying, oh, we've made it an event so people can't scalp. Like these gutless, bottomless a-holes mm-hmm. who are... The concerts, I understand why they're the price they are, but then they're selling it to people who are mad crazy fans, I understand, at exuberant prices, like 50 100% more. It's just it's sacrilegious, really. Yeah, look... Uh... I wouldn't say I've fallen victim to one, cuz, but I, what I would say to you is that I've paid well and truly over the odds more than once for yeah. a concert that I desperately needed to get to. So if the, if it's done in a legit way, I have no issue in paying more than book price, but it's the ones that uh, are obviously the fake ones um, that are taking money effectively and, and yeah. stealing, and there's no chance of any tickets turning up. So um, for all those young kids out there that have, Smashed open piggy banks this morning, <laughs> begging mum to stay online um, all day to to not get a ticket. Um, beware the data breach. I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> uh, there's one of many people logged on to the Live Nation site today. So, um, incredible that the internet stayed afloat today. Uh, and hats off to Taylor Swift, as you said, um, possibly the biggest artist. Uh, in the world at the moment. Um, incredible. That's the thing. I was watching a thing and um, on SBS, I was watching a thing of the night just about her and like Ed Sheeran and people like that. And and they can be polarising to sort of other musicians and entertainers, but you've got to give them credit. They are so good at what they do. Yeah. And, and they've almost... Rightly or wrongly, they've almost become a money printing machine. It's not just that they're not just an artist now. They're they're a global brand, and it's yeah. the couple of things I've seen from about Taylor Swift. I know she loves a breakup song, but you know what? She doesn't hide away from it. She and she puts herself out there. So you've got to give her credit. Well, as one of our musical guests not long ago, Queenie said to me, "The best songs in the world are written on breakup songs and breakup albums." So. Sadly, through a bad thing has to become or becomes a good thing. Um, uh, so it's not all bad. Uh, you just got to find another partner to share share the good times with after all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I just looked at some footage uh, the other day of uh, Glastonbury Festival. Um, oh. about <laughs> um, unbelievable! Hang on a minute. Wait. 
hang on a minute. Yep. Now, I saw some footage at Glastonbury yep. and a certain more senior gent who you and Alan Love think looks a bit like me. Hey, what vision are you going to show here? I'm just a little bit concerned. No, no not at all. I wasn't even going to mention the great man. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the great man did have a little on the drums. All I would say is that's possibly the worst experience. <laughs> torture, to torture ACDC yourself on drums. Oh, yeah. I don't know what went through his mind um, trying to come up with that, but maybe a tribute to the great ACDC, who he passionately probably loves. So, yeah, yeah. hats off to him for, for shaking it up. Yep. Um, but what I did want to do is a shout-out to, you know, one of the – one of, was at the time was one of the great upcoming artists a few years ago, Lewis Capaldi, who, who was – Incredible, had incredible few songs and talk about uh, took all his strength really to get back out. I don't know if you watched the doco on him. Uh, I, I, yeah, I did, yeah. That's incredible. To be diagnosed now with Tourette's where he's actually got an answer of what's going on and um, for him to be out on that stage pulling all his energy and doing what he did and to have the entire crowd singing his songs when he couldn't finish it, oh, talk about a moment. Um, it was absolutely awesome. So. Uh, the crowd, the size of that crowd was phenomenal. <laughs> they weren't all here just for him, but what a what an incredible experience. And if that guy never takes the stage again, which I'm hoping he does and can work through um, the battles that, that are, you know, the condition of Tourette's, which is pretty debilitating um, mm -hmm. and confronting, that talk about a star, mate. He's, he's given every kid that's or adult that's got that... Um, sad disease uh, disease and, and um, issue that you know some hope some some ability uh, some love to be to get out there and uh, and give it a crack and and I think if nothing else boy did he deliver that in absolute spades oh, mate it, look I was actually out for dinner with a friend last night we weren't going for a walk and she was telling me about it and I said it, it, it reinforces what I actually believe that people at the heart of the matter, want to do good for other people. Yeah. Now, as you said, is Lewis Capote going to, the bloke that the majority of people are going to Glassbury to see? Probably not. But they could see that this bloke, he loves what he can do. For whatever reason at the moment, he can't do it. But, okay, mate, we're going to get you through it. You yeah. see that in sport. You see that. And people, when you look at someone like that who's a in the public eye, people think, I can't do that for people. But, and I'm going to give you a bit of a pat on the back here, mate. We started this 92 episodes ago. Yeah. Well, you, you you did all of that. Mm. And I know Lovey doesn't like saying it. I say it more. It's how, it's amazing how easy you can help somebody and you don't even realise you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. It's, yeah. Uh, so, it's yeah. been a... It's been a fun ride, mate, to be honest. And, well, and, I was looking back, and, mate, without trying to have the famous moments, yeah. we've had some pretty talented people come on and look, look at yours and my rough heads and love yeah. his head. Absolutely, and uh, we get some great comments later. It's not about what we get comments at the time, and I don't care if there's one person or 1,000 people listening or watching or whatever. As we said, because it's just about being two guys or half a dozen guys or girls that having a chat about life and... Who knows? Someone might resonate um, with something that we say and um, realise that you're one of us, mate. Um, we try and do these battles together, basically. So uh, just a quick visual of some of those great artists that have yep. come with us. Not just artists, um, friends, family, 
Um, all sorts of people have come on our show, so we look forward to creeping our way to 100. We'll do something special on the 100. Clearly, we need to go on the road, don't we? we, we are we big enough to go on the road yet? It could be the big outside broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> the outside broadcast. From possibly one of our greatest topics. Fish and chip shop. <laughs> I, I must admit, I, on was it? I think Sunday night, I got some fish and chips just in Lower Plenty, which is you know is just close to us where we both live. Mm. As I'm walking in, I thought I can just see as lovely night is sitting there in the corner, a little bit of a live food going on, the pickled onion jar just above us, yeah. strategically placed, and just people coming in. What's going on here? Oh, it's having a chat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, could be fun. We never know. We might set it up, guys. Um, yep. Friday night, Melbourne Storm play Penrith Panthers at Marvel Stadium, which should be something different, interesting. Um, be great. Two games to play there. That'll be fantastic. Um, but what I do want to mention, straight after that game, you got to head to the ESPY uh, and go and see our great mate, Rusty, and his band, Electric Mary, um, with Shotgun Mistress. Uh, who are the band coming and play and perform? 10.30, exactly, right on. Don't, not a second <laughs> Rusty Right on. Because Rusty's pretty good with his, yep. his structures. And he's straight yep. on. And yep. we'll start guaranteed at 10.30, so don't be late. Um, and guaranteed to finish bang on 12 because they called the, <laughs> called the get off the get-off track. Uh, and one one gig that I saw coming up, cause that later in the year, um, Rusty's actually been on and performed on these. It's called the Rock the Boat. Um, but if you go through some of that lineup, it's actually quite incredible. Um, so where they sail, um, where they sail, and how they go about it in Newmea from Sydney uh, originally. So it'd be unbelievable to be on one of those. Uh, mate, I'm just having a little look, mate. That could be us. Yeah, well, you might. I tell you, mate, you might have to sell your house, mortgage it again, and uh, get back out there because I don't think it's a cheap exercise. But it again, without talk, without talking out of school, yep. you know what's going on in my world. So that the house will be getting sold in the not too distant future. So, mate, but but that said, something like that, and as you said, the lineup on there, and don't look at just the ones in the bold and the bigger letter. Yep. Even some of the look like there's someone doing. Fleetwood Mac tributes. Now, what? That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, the Joe Cocker experience. That'll do it for me, mate. Um, that's one concert I didn't see. Uh, the great Joe Cocker. But if you ever get a chance, when he was up and about, um, with oh. that, uh, you know, back in his day, real heyday. He, what a voice, mate! Incredible. People only remember him as the pure rasp. That he kind of ended up towards late in his career, but phenomenal. Well, it was, it was funny talking about Joe Cocker and, and sort of artists from a sort of earlier or late uh, era long gone. Yeah. I was just, I was on hold for something the other day, might have been from a superannuation or something, and they had just um, acoustic but sweet Caroline. And as often you're doing on hold, I start singing it, and then of course you can imagine what happened. And this girl said, "Oh." Did you, do you like that song? Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Oh, do, you know, do you like that song? I said, oh, yeah, that's Neil Diamond. And she goes, Neil Diamond? And I said, yeah, that's Neil Diamond. And she goes, oh, I don't know Neil Diamond. And I said, you sure you don't know Neil Diamond? I said, what about, have you ever seen the movie Shrek? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm a believer. And I said, 
he wrote that song and yeah just like good good music never ages yeah yeah absolutely um yeah looking forward to getting out and seeing uh, a few things i've got ash naylor um who's a friend of the show and who's now with the church and a few other bands um he's with steve pinkett and they're playing at the workers club tomorrow night um, which is a little residency kind of gig they're going to play which is awesome um and another yeah there's plenty plenty on cuz so if you uh need to get out you might even find this bloke out there somewhere um, <laughs> yeah, i knew i knew he'd get a mention who knows and uh cousin's stand-up nights not far away guys we uh no, no don't be careful what you wish for could be ready to deliver for our hundredth show, so who knows? Um, oh, that could be a very big night—the hundredth of the show. It could be. It could be. Um, before we go into quickly finishing off with this uh, this year, this week's AFL round, round sixteen, I wanted to touch on the question of uh, has it gone too far, Cuz, um, and the question of equalisation uh, and trying to equalise, and can you ever equalise a competition? Um, then this happened. Uh, it's a sad um, moment in football, but it seems to happen more than you realise if you go back and look through history. Uh, but even at local levels, we talk that this happens, um, an absolute belting. It's very hard to equalise a competition, isn't it, Cuz? Look, yeah, simple answer, it is, because the bottom line is we have a competition as it stands this year with eight, 18 teams the 18 teams do not play each other twice. So until you figure out a way that the 18 teams either play each other once and then you have six weeks of blockbuster or whatever you want to call it, you're never going to get an equal competition. They're talking about things with a soft cap and what's happened coming out of COVID. But at the end of the day... And you like me, you you watch all the different footy shows and hear all the different comments and whatever. But at the moment, very interesting. This week, I think over the last four weeks of the longest buy thing ever, I think six teams that have come out of the buy have lost mm. the following week. So there's a couple of big games this week. Port play Essendon at the G on I think Saturday night. Port are coming off the buy. I think so. It's Okay, watch this space. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, equalisation, I just think, as you said, is it is the competition broken at the moment? I don't think so. Hmm. Yep, so the, the more you try to fix it or mould it, I think the more issues and problems that will arise. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this was a tongue-in-cheek comment oh. from a few... Um, yeah, you know, AFL fans out there, but after this incident between Gary Rowan and Jeremy Cameron, which we won't show the footage, but we'll show the photo of how brutal that impact could actually be, that um, people actually questioned whether Gary Rowan should be suspended for that act. And I, that brought me to the, the very much the show title of Have We Gone Too Far? Um and that was so close to being one of those moments, in my opinion, that, thank God, he's got a duty of care, no question, but they're also allowed to attack the ball. 
agree wholeheartedly, mate, but I spoke to some people and I won't name them, but they're, they've been in the AFL system, played, coached, and now involved at local level. And the comment that they made was just say he got seriously injured. Because mm. like, that's what they tend to do. They go worst case scenario. So in terms off. of it like, like yeah. if he, if who, do, who does, does he sue his own teammate? And I don't want to be that person. I'm the same with you. It was a football incident. There was no malice in it. But if he had an opposing jumper on, he's getting four at least. Yeah, absolutely. But again, I still don't think there was any malice in it. They were both trying to get the footy. Yeah. Look, the biggest advantage that came of it, um, which was a pretty scary moment from all that watched it uh, and all that, we're at the ground. Apparently, the hush over the ground for five odd minutes to get him off, and um, you know they did all the right things to to make sure that he was um, in a good position before they got him off the ground. But what a scary moment! And and you just you, they're those moments that you realise how brave these guys really are and how unique our sport is. Um, very little uh, sports have, been, have that three sixty contact and opportunity for that three sixty contact, and I think. Um, that makes our game still special. But we don't want to see that completely taken out of the game. I mean, the tackle is an interesting one. Um, I think that's going to – we talk about time to adjust. I mean, how much more time can we have? We've had, you know, five years roughly of trying to hone this tackling scenario in. Um, the I think the biggest issue, and I'm interested in your comments, because that it's very hard for them to play holding the ball now. And I think – is that do you think that's part of where the issues are coming from? Because the player has no real choice other than continue their action to just continue to drag them to the ground. Um, what's your thoughts? You've played a lot of footy, cars and seen a lot of footy. Um, interested in your thoughts and and some of well, we'll get the comments of uh, some of our other boys we brought on that played footy uh, in the in the recent next few weeks. But interested in your thoughts. To me, the greatest thing is. The confusion, like the analogy I'll, I'll draw is it's like when you go into the ice cream shop and there's 30 flavours. You'll have your favourite flavour. Mine might, mine's chocolate mint, but then you'll look at the chocolate and you think, gentlemen, the, the biggest issue in football at the moment now is, and if this is not an umpire bash, please, I want to emphasise that, they are unsure. There was four umpires in four different zones of the ground, whatever, and you'll hear them say, like, Jody, who you know, Lucas, my son, who you know, they, they've got a funny, they've got a little thing back and forth they do now. When Jody goes, that's holding the ball, and Lucas goes, no, mum, it's knocked out in the tackle. Mm. Now, the same gentleman that I was caught up with on the weekend, and I said both played at the highest level, you know how the umpire makes it easier? You see it all the time when the bloke gets slung around, blow the whistle quicker. Mm. You didn't dispose of it by hand or foot. It yeah. can't get knocked. If, if it gets knocked out in the tackle... That is not a disposal, so it's holding the ball. Yep, yep. But there was a time there, as you know, because it used to get tackled, the ball got knocked out. It was called dropping the ball still. Dropping the ball. There was no such thing as knocked out in the tackle. Um, well, well, so I think yeah. we've just interpreted the rules a little bit different, and I think it's become really messy with these extra umpires. Oh. I think they kind of asked them each other, did anyone think it's a – and they don't make any decision. Uh, I think it's very frustrating as a, as a fan. Well, you look at the, the deliberate rules, the other one. Yeah. 
Now, I'm not saying this is the actual solution, but you either make it last touch. Every time you touch it last and it goes out of bounds, yeah. if you touch it for Melbourne, it's an Essendon free kick. Yeah, yeah. Because it is so grey. To me, if I pick up the ball in my defensive third of the ground and I kick it forward 80 metres and it goes out of bounds, how can I'm moving the ball forward? And that's – I know we started talking about the tackle, but I, I feel sorry for, one, the adjudicators, as in the umpires. Mm. I feel sorry for the players because they're con- – can you think of another sport that you watch where – so the footy starts tomorrow night. The last game is on Sunday. You watch how many times the rules change from Thursday night to Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very and hard that's, to explain this game. <laughs> and the other one that causes a lot of confusion, why is it when you watch what the cricket's just started, as we're aware of, so when the ball goes past the bat, they can do Snicko. Why can't we get Snicko on the goal line, on the goal? Yep. Well, when it goes to the arc, Snicko, okay, fine. Tip the post, back to the umpire. Well, all they're talking about at the moment is the pads are too thick, um, so they can't see what's going on. <laughs> what's yeah, what's uh, seriously? We've lost and, them. And the other thing too is, you know, with the work you do, work I've done, any job you do, let's support the people doing the job. Mm. Yep. As much as we're frustrated when an umpire makes a mistake, they are human. They will mm. make mistakes. Now, I'm not saying we want to stop the game every two or three minutes, but when there's a howling mistake like that one on Saturday, when a player is clearly bleeding because he's been hit in the face, I have no dramas. I'm going, no, stop. That's a free kick. Yep. Yep. Because the right decision is made. Sure. This whole, on the Monday, Dan Richardson says, yeah, we got it wrong. Well, that's just, that's crying over spilt milk. Yeah. Sorry, mate. You know, I, I'm passionate about this because I was, especially you see young kids who are new to the system and are used to this sort of over-umpired world and then you get your old stages who there's, a, there's confusion. Mm. And, I, and I don't want to see, I don't want to see a young male, boy or girl, man or woman, get injured because there's confusion as to what they've got to do when they're approaching the footy. Yeah, look, I, I think there's mass confusion right now, and I, yeah. I don't care at what level you ask in amongst yeah. the leagues. Um, I think if you went and tried to explain to a kid now how exactly how you're supposed to tackle, all you're really doing is trying to retard them moving forward further, but that's about all you can do. Uh, the, yeah. the whole dragging them to the ground is a, is really questionable. Now and and they should have just declared that that's what we're trying to pull out of the game. Um, I don't know. I really don't know where it's going to head, cuz. But they've got to simplify what they're trying to achieve here. And that's the, that that word you use is probably the most appropriate. They need to simplify it. So if that means blow the whistle sooner. Yeah, I think because try got to try something. You can't just you see you see the the good players. And when I say the good players, who are good at keeping their hands free, Lockie Neal, Pendles, those sort of players, um, Cripps, Clayton Oliver, Petrarca, they get, like, to me, if I'm holding the ball 
and you get spun 360, how much opportunity do you get? Yeah, well, that used to be a rule. <laughs> like, uh, 360, you've done, you've done a full circle. Yeah. And then you'll hear the commentators because the commentators are on side. They don't want to kick an umpire while he's down, so to speak. They say, oh, how good's Lockie Neal? Well, you and I could do that if I've, had, I've got a whole circle to give it to an option. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move into the action for Friday night, Cuz. Um, mm. yeah, so a couple of great games this weekend. Yeah, there is. We're going to leave that up while we do this. Um, but Thursday night, we're going to kick off with Brisbane and Richmond uh, up at the Gap. Um, look, I just think the Tides are in that 6th to 12th mix. Yep. But I just think Brisbane really need to – they want to finish top. They need to finish top four because they struggle for them to – win a grand final, they've got to finish top four. So the only game they play finals at the G is the big one. Yeah. So I think Brisbane easy. Definitely need home home finals. Yep. That's no question. Yep. Um, and I think this is a real statement game for them and they can't let Richmond uh, spoil their party on this one. So I think we both agree that Richmond, uh, Brisbane definitely need this. Um, let's see. Let's give me your thoughts on a margin, mate. Look, I think Richmond are at least a five-goal better side. If they play to their best, I think Richmond... I, I, the only sort of thing that may sort of um, influence the result is the weather. Yep. Yeah, I've got Brisbane by three goals, and I think it's only a couple of junk goals at the end that'll separate it. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. So hopefully we kick that off with a Thursday night special. Friday, yep. we move on to the SCG. This will be a big one. This is, this is a, to me, this is a big one for the round. Um Winnie Swans versus the Cats up there. Uh, look at that. I mean, you're not, we're not betting men, cuz, but uh, that is pretty hard to split. Oh, look, it's – I know it's only the end of June, but it could almost be season-defined. I know the Cats had a good win against your mob. I know they've got some home games coming up. Hmm. But it's season-defining for both of them, I think. I think yeah, – yep. if Sydney miss out – I think they'll struggle to make the eight. Apologies to Andrea, who's a passionate blood supporter. Apologies to the great Rusty, who's another bloods man. Yeah. If Sydney lose, they're out. They won't make the finals. If Geelong lose, top four chances take a big hit. Yeah, it's I think they can still make it. It's not often that we've said thirteenth. Well, no, I'm sorry, ninth down to about fourteenth. Uh, this far in, sick round sixteen could still feature in the eight. Um, yeah. Incredible. Incredibly even comp. So when you talk, other than the bottom couple of teams, um, it's, it's yeah, and possibly the top two. Uh, I think there's a there's a gap in there as well. Um, but it's going to be an even series for sure. So we move on to Saturday, mate. Uh, did we get, though we didn't get a margin? Sydney by how many? Or Cats for you? See, because it's do or die for the Swans and they've, excuse me, always found a way to get, look, I reckon the Swans might just get over them. Yeah. A couple of goals. I'm tipping a one-point Swans win. There you go. It's going to be a tight There you tight. go. Yep. Uh, we'll see. Friday night. What a great way. I can tell you, I don't know why, but every Electric Mary gig that I've been to in the last Sydney. three to four of them, <laughs> Sydney play. Now, I don't know what that's about. It's Friday night or Saturday night, 
and they're, Sydney's always playing. So Rusty will not be able to rest until he knows the result. Um, 7.50, he's on stage at 10.30. We're going close to a result by then, so he might be lucky. Um, all right, let's move to Saturday at Adelaide Oval. Adelaide versus North. The North, any chance here at eight bucks? Oh, look, again, look, as a trying to be a reform punter, I, I, I think the odds are, I don't think they're fair in a two-horse race, no. even with North being 17. I, I think North of fast forward to 2025, 20, 26, and they're going to have built a pretty good midfield around those two young blokes. Um. Warpold, I think his name is, and Chisel, yep. who are very good footballers. Yep. Um, that said, though, Adelaide have shown that they can mix it with the best with their form against Collingwood over here. And going with the whole buy thing, North had the buy, so I think Adelaide, six, five to six goals, pretty comfortable. Yeah, look, Adelaide was super impressive against Collingwood. That was a great game last week. Uh, Tex Walker, absolutely up and about. Um, so if he can deliver another one of those performances over there, uh, Adelaide win by 10 goals. Um, if he can't and it gets tight, North are going to win a couple more, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, I reckon they've got two more games in them. So I don't think the upset's going to be this week, sadly to uh, great mate H. Stanton, who's not going to be too happy with that <laughs> result. But, um, I think it's Adelaide by 10 goals, uh, realistically, and they should, it should be the case. And Adelaide really need it if they're serious about going to play finals this year. So let's move on to... Their, well, the interesting thing, as just looking at the sides the game's looked at already, mm. if you just go up again for me for two seconds, yep. so to the first game, Sydney and Geelong, they, these are all, even Richmond, Richmond win, they're still in the mix. Sydney the same. You go to the next one. Adelaide want to maintain their spot in the eight. And then Doggies in Fremantle, another one. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time, I reckon, since we've had two games starting at the same time on a Saturday afternoon. It's, Heaven forbid. Uh, <laughs> it's almost the, un, you know, the two unwatchables um, as far as who's, who's going to watch which one. You watch, can't watch them both. Um, so Western Bulldogs versus Freo at Marvel. I think that'll be interesting. Uh, for sure. So I think uh, Creo, if they're serious, and I suppose Bulldogs, if they're serious, this comes down to, once again, another season definer, probably, possibly for both teams. Well, you look at Freo in the, I watch, obviously, being an Essen supporter, I watched their game against Essen last week, and look, they were very good. That said, they were very poor the week before against GWS and got torn a new one. I think... Um, and look, the doggies, it's simple for the doggies. If the doggies think they're a top eight side, you've got to win your home games. But I think taking the weather out of the equation and the doggies can get a bit exposed down back, I'll be interested to sort of say, it's, look, it's, as you know, mate, my tipping has gone out the window already. So it's just a, it's a tipster's nightmare. Yeah, it is. Um, pretty even. To well, be I, think, I, I think the, I think, over here, oh no, no, I'm going to go with the buy curse. I think Fremantle. Yeah, I think Freo too. To be perfectly yeah. honest, uh, I think yeah. Freo uh, are up for this one. They are play, yeah. they do play better footy in Melbourne than they used to, right? Um, that's for sure. I haven't seen how well, I haven't followed how well they play at Marvel, um, which the doggies obviously do play well. But it's pretty even. But I'm going to tip Freo. 
uh, by three goals in the end. All right, let's move on to Saturday, late Arvo. Um, Suns and Suns, 10th, who are absolutely need this if they're they're serious about a finals run. Uh, As I said, like every game... Collingwood drop. Yeah, like, and Craig McRae will never come out and say this, but Collingwood are going to drop a game, so will Port Adelaide. So Port have won, what, 10 on the trot, 11 on the trot? Yep. Collingwood... Haven't won that many in the chop. but had, look, played great footy and had some amazing escapes. Last Sunday, another example of that. But, look, the Suns are getting a body of work together. They're starting to be in games longer, and then they're starting to now win the games they should, but they now need to start taking them scalps as well. Is this the week that both of those teams drop a game? Yeah, well, I don't want to say that because I was myself being an Essendon man. But, look, there's a lot to like, hand on heart. Look, we'll deal with the Swans. Look, I actually give the Suns a sneaky chance. Yep. Yep. So Uh, I I think the Suns by a couple of goals. Not being a high Collingwood uh, fan, Mm. uh, I'd love to see the Gold Coast Suns get over the line by, by a point maybe. Right in controversial side. circumstances. <laughs> yeah, could be, could be. <laughs> Maybe Big Coxie drops one in the trying to save a mark in the back and rolls through for a point and gets him over the line. Um, that'll be an interesting one. But look, hats off to Collingwood are playing exceptional footy. So Port Adelaide, uh, both of those teams are going to be very hard to stop. Probably the the best teams probably now at round sixteen, but that's not when you play finals, as we know. Um, Speaking of not playing finals, uh, welcome back, Eddie. And sadly, Richmond aren't going to play finals, mate. So he'll <laughs> be devastated about you that. you got to love your passion. Like, it's like Andrea, my friend before, when she put up Go Bloods. It's That's what I love about AFL's. Even when your side's 18th, you still find a way to be passionate about them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. you got to be. You know, yeah. We always were used to refer to it as the mighty demons, and they weren't mighty for such a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were mighty for one year uh, a couple of years ago, and that's that's about all I've seen. So they've dropped off uh, a touch as well. But you never know. Form form can change quickly uh, in this game. Um, but pretty lucky with injuries at the moment, so that may not happen. But we got a, the battle of uh, the battle of the Bronx down down low, much lower down the table now, Hawthorne, Carlton. Um, Carlton. Did you get it? Did you get it? Who'd you pick for the Bombers and Port? Yeah, sorry. I did. Uh, I think Port will get them, personally. Um, but I'd look, like to look, get one. Port of a better side. Yeah. But I look, in all honesty, we, Fremantle were good, but we were poor. We, we went in off the bye. It's hard to travel to WA, no, but we were poor. So yeah. we need to. We need to make a statement just to say, hang on a minute, we're we're better than that. But that said, Port's best, I think, beats us by a couple of goals. Yeah, look, I think there's a massive knock on people that aren't Essendon supporters at the moment and everyone's into them about, so who have you actually beaten? Um, Melbourne was obviously your biggest scalp, I think. Yep. Uh, but outside of that, here's your opportunity uh, to prove it and make a statement at the G on your home deck. Um, yep. Not really your home deck, but we'll let you have a game on it. Um, and then you got 
So I'm going to, I think Port are going to get them done, but I'd love to see us and get over the line. So, well, I think from my, my perspective, and I'm not a fan of the honourable loss, but I don't think we've been spanked yet this year. I think our biggest margin we got beaten was about five goals. Yeah. So yeah, I've had, yeah. which been, is um, consistent. And and to sit six at six round sixteen, you I don't think you would have picked that. Uh, no, not, not at all, mate. Started last year. I know. We were all up and about trying to bring the bombers on uh, to try and get those baby bombers at the end of the day, yep. the midway breed of baby bombers on board, uh, try and get them up that curve. And I think they're doing a good job of doing that right now. Yep. So yep. in refreshed, um, free free, free uh, footy that they're playing. So we move to Sunday, um, 16th, 15th. Oh, I just love the Hawks. I've always loved the Hawks, a family club. Um, well, they were the family club. Um, at the 16th, 15th, I know you're not a big fan of Hawthorne, mate. It's just good. It's just, it's, it's, and it's not, look, in all honesty, and I, I went to school with a guy who played at Hawthorne. Look, I, I, I like their, like, to be honest, like, as an Essen supporter, is, yeah, I just, that's, I, I hated him. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, it was purely, because I was an S supporter and they, they used to beat us up. Yeah. Just over the years, a great rivalry, mate. Um, yeah, spring, yeah. Spring, but uh, you've got to respect them because they were a champion team and they, then they the repeat. And, and look, look, their current coach, who is now a member of the Hall of Fame, so you've got to give credit where credit's due. But And hand on heart, as an Essendon supporter, I know we didn't handle ourselves well with the drug scandal and that sort of stuff, but some of the comments that he made during that, mm. he didn't do anything to it. Um, Make me want to love him anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'm tipping the draw. What are you tipping, Cuz? Well, again, as much as they're probably mathematically a chance, I'm just interested to see how Carlton play the last seven games of the year. Do you actually think they're a chance? Honestly, for the eight? I... At round 16, sitting 15th. I know it's an even comp, but. If, 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 I, if I said to you, you've got a bloke like Ed Kerno and you've got a bloke like Harry Mackay as your key forwards, you've got Paddy, you've got Paddy Cripps and you've got um, Sam Walsh as on boards, Chera from Fremantle, yep. you'd think, geez, we have a chance. Got to just, that place isn't clicking, mate. I, I, I just think, and I'm not, I don't know Michael Voss, there's there's some disconnect somewhere. So what he says at quarter time and half time, and then what happens when the players play, it just doesn't seem to be on song. I'm going to give you a bit of a task for this week, Cuz. Um, you're, yeah. you're going to have a look deep inside the Carlton Inner Sanctum and find out. <laughs> oh, yes. Is it a line coach? You, what, what are you identifying? I actually want you to watch that game for me, one one ten on a Sunday, well, Arvo. I, Ashley Hansen is the forward coach, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure he played in a premiership at West Coast, I think. Mm. I just... There just seems to be a distinct... Look at Carlton, what are they, 15th? So let's compare Carlton to, say, Collingwood to one of the oldest rivals in AFL footy. Collingwood have got some champion players like your Dugowie, Nick Dacos, 
those sort of players. But they've got probably 20 other blokes who are fantastic role players. Yeah, sure. That's the old adage. A champion team will always beat a team of champions. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more than a, you know, a team that's first and second um, versus 15th yeah. below, right? So it's got to be more to that, Cuz. So I'm going to give you the challenge. Yep. I'll have a look at it. I'll watch the game. And have a look and tell me. Honestly, they're sitting pretty much equal, right? I want you to tell me who makes the eight first out of those two in the next 12 months. All right? Okay. Yep. Um, given the list, coaches, everything that you see at that game. Because if that's not a defining game for either of those two clubs. Oh, look, I think it is. Um, just to prove, just a bit of pride, I honestly think, for the rest of this season. I don't think Hawthorne need to prove any more. They're actually on the up, um, even though they're sitting at 16th. There's some really positive signs there. Uh, yeah. And Carlton, Carlton have got the question, so they're the ones that really need to deliver. But let's move on to the next one. Uh, Melbourne, oh. AWS, um, at Traeger Park, mind you, Alice Springs. This should be an interesting one. Um, I think it evens it up, being up there versus anywhere else. Uh, 320, a little bit before the, the dreaded... Um, dusk sets in, cuz. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts, mate? Put on your hat, put on your heart. You and I had a little little. discussion about this the other day, and I think the Toby Who Green. You and- I think it was you and I. Did we ever touch about talk about this with the Toby Green factor? Might have been someone else I was saying yeah. that But you stop Toby Green uh, and you go a long way. My, it was actually my uncle, um, Brian, who's very strong on Toby Green being a massive defining moment uh, and player. In, and if he's up and about, the team gets up and about, and he's the match winner. So he, I wouldn't say he's the only one that you need to quash, but um, fourth versus 14th, GWS are really potentially starting to drop off now um, and lose touch with the eight. Uh, so it's a big moment for them, but it's also a big moment for Melbourne to stay in touch with that four. So once again, uh, season definer. For both of these clubs, but I'll obviously hand on heart, hopefully think that, like I wanted last week, that Melbourne should get over the line. So I'm tipping Melbourne by. Well, I don't, I'm not comfortable with this, but probably four goals, hopefully. Um, but that's only hope because I don't like the uh, the ticker to come to come into consideration down as we get close <laughs> to the end of the game. But hopefully, for obvious uh, reasons. Yeah, correct. Hopefully, four game, four goals. What's your thoughts, Gus? Just a question. Is Toby Green the most influential captain in the game? I think he's got to go pretty close at the moment. Um, think of the games they've won in recent times. Like, I know they beat Freo pretty easily yeah. a week and a bit ago, whenever it was. But think of other games where he just has five touches and bang. We're two goals down. All of a sudden, we're three goals in front. Yeah. He's just... Yeah. Look, he's... I've actually, I actually think he's better than what people think he is. He's actually, or what people thought he was, he's, he's actually that influential. And if he was probably three inches taller, he'd probably be even better. Yeah, it's incredible how tall he can play for such a short yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Aside from his aerial talents. Um, just and hand on heart, mate. Look, shout out to his um, family, like their old De La Salle people. Yeah. They were amazing footballers. Yeah, right. Good. So the, yeah. Like, All right. Did you give me a tip? I, look, I think you were mobbed by three goals. 
Okay, righto. Um, let's go to... Gosh. I'm going to call this the Pride game, Cuz, and I think it is a match uh, for Pride for those boys, West Coast. Uh, we talked about it. I think they are going to... They're going to win one, um, hopefully more than one, to be honest, and that's only hope because I'd love, I'd love Simpson to keep his job. Uh, I really don't think... You throw the baby with the bathwater uh, out now. I think it's it's a, very much an opportunity for West Coast to start to show a bit of pride. Each one of those players has to tap themselves on the back and say, mate, have you got me out here today? Because that really yeah. fell away in the last few weeks, I think, mostly. And that 200-point loss um, was just horrendous, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think... Obviously, they're going to be the focus, and and I suppose the un, the unfortunate thing for West Coast is it's the last game of the round, so everyone's going to be yeah. come four forty Sunday. The Sunday roast of being cooked, where there'll be blokes watching on the phones or watching on the TV or watching on Foxtel or wherever they're watching it. Yep. What's dishing up here? What's being dished up here? I'm going to go another tact. I'm very interested to see what St Kilda do this weekend. Because, yes, at the moment they are fifth on the ladder. But I'm pretty sure their win-loss ratio, and you might want to pick it up and have a look for me quickly, but I don't think it's a lot better than what it was same time last year. St Kilda's? Yeah. Yeah, right. What are we now? Round 16, they might be whatever they are, maybe eight, whatever it is. But So I think... Yes, there's going to be a big focus on West Coast and what they bring to the table, but I think the Saints are they are starting to get exposed. We all know how Ross Lyon is a defensive-minded coach. Yep. Let's see. I think it's very hard when you're playing and coaching, doesn't matter what level you're playing at, when you're coming against a side who, rightly or wrongly, mentally you're thinking, geez, this side got beat by 140 points, 175 points last week. How easy is this going to be? Now, I know beware the wounded giant, but, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting game for not so much the score, just what the two sides actually bring. Yep. And if if they don't have an honourable loss or a possible win, is he gone, Simpson? Ah, uh, look, I think if they were going to bullet him, they would have bullet him by now. I think they, we keep hearing about the money factor. There's too much money at stake now. Back end of contracts. Yeah, well, you're more bullied at a bloke when they got beaten by 100 points down in Catalan. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, but I don't think it was the same circumstances in respect of back end yeah. contracts and all the story that goes with it. I think yeah. the, the story's a little bit different um, here for, for those guys. But um, we've got a special guest, Cuz. Oh, no. To, to, sign, to sign us out, um, we've kept the show going until it's like um, 40-hour famine, you know. We've just kept this thing going <laughs> until we can find, find a cure. Um, but here we go. We're going to have a segment because I'm sure there's got to be something. What's going to make our friend Lovey mad today? Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. We called for it, didn't we? Come back, lovey-dovey. This is your home now. 
They delivered. Welcome back, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. You would want to have a very good note. We've got no audio now. Can't even hear him, which is even better. Oh, no. No. No, it's good. No, I can definitely hear you, but the ventriloquist uh, is doing its thing. Um, let me see if I can give that a go. No, I'm going to kick you out, Lovey, to come back in. <laughs> we just just caught a little bit of you there, but we'll bring you back in, mate. Oh dear! Oh, no. <laughs> You and I agreed. Well, you 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 obviously dismissed it straight away as soon as I put it out as a thirty-minute show because we've very much had two thirty-minute shows here right now. One one was about the topics we wanted to discuss, and two was about the second thirty minutes. We'll split it into two halves, of, so we do do two thirty-minute shows of uh, waiting for Lovey to turn up. Uh, Can you put the disclaimer, mate? Because he's going to come swearing. You're, you're well aware of that. He will. <laughs> He'll be back, I'm sure, but there's no doubt we need to play. We've brought all the classics out today, Carl, so this oh, is the yeah. only one we haven't used. Just relax. Okay? We don't talk. We don't talk to one another. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I know what he's trying to do, the great razor, but when he went, that's okay, that just sounded so <laughs> condescending the way he said it. Yeah. Right, we're going to go for a quick reboot. Hang on a second. We're back. Right, here we go. Let's give it a crack. Bring on the great Alan Love. <laughs> Welcome back, mate. We got you this time. Got a hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we have a winner. Perfect. We got you, mate. These muppets that make up phones that don't work and all this other shit and technology, it's just pathetic. Um, right, before you kick off, mate, we're going to have to just quickly snip that segment again, and here we go. What's going to make our friend Lovey mad today? Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. Shout out to Davey Cosmo, mate. That is still the, one of the greatest little things he's done for us. Between that and Cousins Classics, we absolutely love him. Shout out to Davey. But give us, uh, where have you been, mate? You're uh, officially 45 minutes late. So, How late? So, what time does it start? 7.30. Oh, yeah, longer. <laughs> longer. Sorry, I'm being nice to you. 74 minutes late, mate, but it's okay. It's all about you. You're late for the new show. Shut the fuck up again. <laughs> Righto. Tell us what's going on, lovey. So I'm just trying to work out uh, what the hell's going on with this world when in recent times I've noticed that things become fact when everyone has thoughts and feelings about things. So if everyone's got a thought and a feeling, apparently that's all fact. I'm getting quite sick and tired of it. Yep. So between the fact of the matter is that our economy's gone up the shit, besides the fact that um, we've got governments that are just completely duplicitous in the way they want to provide us information, despite the fact that 
we just literally make decisions on the fly these days that present no fact whatsoever. Uh, it's just all a, a point of view. Um, I think we've actually lost our ability to critically think in this country. Um, I, I, I'm very, very concerned about the next generation coming through, particularly Gen Z. Uh, you throw a hard thing at them and based upon my work experience in the last three to four years, based upon life in general, uh, they'd rather carry a tissue than a brick. And I think it's, it's time for, um, it's time for people to just stand up a little bit. The older folks like myself and just say, Hey, listen, um, when are we going to be actually realistic about the way we go about life? When are we going to be realistic about the way we tackle issues? Uh, people just want to keep running away from things. Mm. Even today, um, having a certain conversations with different people that are probably about 20 years younger than me. And, uh, for the life of me, I couldn't work out why it is I couldn't actually debate things. And then I get told, oh, well, that actually, that's actually offensive. And all I said was, well, I don't really agree with your comment because there's literally zero fact attached to what you're talking about. And this particular person who's 25, God bless them, straight out of uni, um, just said, well, I no longer wish to engage with you. And I kind of went, all right, so when do you pack up your bags and piss off? Because we do not have the time. We certainly don't have the patience as Australians anymore to cop this sort of bullshit. Um, the other thing I'm really pissed off about, and I'm seeing it daily, and I'm sitting, this is where I, I really hate our politicians now. Uh, cost of living, the amount of homelessness in Victoria in particular in the CBD, I don't know where they get that stat when number three in the world in terms of most livable city. What an absolute crock of shit. If anyone's ever been in the city in the last year, two years, been running to the ground. And I can't wait for that Sally cat to piss off. She needs to go. Ta-da. Go back to Collingwood if you need to and ruin that club again for us. That'd be fantastic. Um, I, I'm just, I, I'm very, I'm very despondent with our lack of leadership in this country yet again. I'm sick and tired of it. It's all lies. And um, we're totally focused on, complete, on completely the wrong things. So the sooner we get people in there that want to focus on things that actually impact real people in Australia, uh, I think the better off our country will be. That's it. Yeah. And I'm angry because it's daily. It's daily and I see it in my face every single, every single day. And I, I'm jack of it. I really am. Yep. And you want to talk about mental health. And you want to... We, this potty was set up to tackle mental health. I'll tell you what, between Canberra and our state governments, um, they exacerbate the issue 150%. Yep. They bullshit on about how they put programs and things in place. Yet everything that they do, everything that they touch, and I can go on and on and on and on. Everything from the voice to cost of living, their lack of ability to actually address that stuff. Uh, our, our, our leadership is just such a vacuum right now. It's not funny. No, and, points, I'm late, mate. and I'm late because of, um, yeah, silly people trying to make arguments. I, I didn't knock off work until about, oh, shit, quarter past seven. So apologies, boys. Mm. We knew you could. Look, it's the, 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 touching on the mental health thing and, and making it personal because you guys know what I'm going through with my situation at the moment. We live in a world where people, as you said, oh, yeah, I understand how you feel. No, you don't. 
you don't understand how I feel, so don't tell me, oh, we think it's best that you do this. No, I don't want to hear that. Like you hear people talking about the big vote that's going to happen pretty soon. Well, the people who are going to get appointed to that committee, they're actually appointments, they're not voted in, so it's not going to be a legitimate sort of idealistic thing, so to speak. I think we just live... Like the, the the topic of the show tonight was, have we gone too far? God, shit, yeah, we've gone too far. Like yeah, you said, lovey, and I don't want to sound like an old guy, and you guys are a little bit younger than me, but as you said, no diff- no disrespect to the, that 20 to 25-year-old demographic, but the bottom line is you have a conversation and they say, oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore, and as you said, they say things like, I don't want to engage with it, I don't agree with you. I don't want you to agree with me, but you can still listen to what I say. That's that's what's called manners and a show of respect. Yep. And I think that's it's as you said, like like you, I've lost faith in our politicians at all levels, local, state, federal. That is, they can't even lie properly anymore. No. And, and it's no. just, and it, and it doesn't matter what doesn't matter what side it is. They're all out to they're all out to look after each other, and the rank and file is in you and I. We're the ones that suffer. What's it? Uh, what's your thoughts, boys? What's it going to take to turn some of this bullshit around? Um, I, I mean, some of these younger kids need to have some experience, life experience. But I think some of them are too afraid to have a crack and make a mistake. Um, so again, it starts. It starts at the top, right? Yeah. So government policies dictate and determine how we go about life, basically now, and that's the problem. Yeah. Um, we've become too reliant on government to do things for us and make decisions for us, and so yeah. therefore, and again, Victoria, perfect example of that. You know, um, you only got thirty-seven percent of the vote, but guess what? Between all the preferences and, and everything else, and and let's be honest, a really poor opposition. Um, you know. People have sort of just become a bit more uh, complacent about that whole vote and, that, and the way that they want um, governments to operate. Not for them, but next to them. Yep. You know, the government is only there to serve you. It's not there to rule you. And I feel like that's where we've actually gone, particularly with that younger vote. The younger vote has now become um, extremely, extremely complacent. They say they're informed. They're not. They're not. They, 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 I, I find them quite, um, find them quite lazy. And it's just really sad. It really is sad that, um, you know, you know if, if people think I'm tiring a whole generation with the same brush, well, yeah, I am because I see it every day. Uh, there's a few little good ones in there. That, there's some really good humans amongst the under-25s and under-30s, but... But if they're our leaders in thirty years' time, or you know, twenty years' time, fucking God help us! It's 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 it'll just get worse before it gets better, unless you know policy starts determining that it's a free country that you're entitled to do what you can and what you like under the laws of Australia, but not under the rule of certain people that are sitting in a pub. And that's the attitude that needs to change. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. Um... Mate, it's it's a pretty good summary of where some shit's at, to be perfectly honest. And thanks for coming on, uh, even at late notice, mate. I know it helps to uh, 
vent in the situation that you're in <laughs> after a shit day uh, in circumstances like that. It's disappointing to hear that that that's that is the situation and and people young some of the younger staff I guess uh, clients whatever are all uh, not prepared to uh, take their the bull by the horn so to speak and and, and actually have crap. to me I, to me I feel like they're treating life like it's afterpay so yeah. give me the thing first and I'll try and work for it later and I, and I think that's 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 half the issue it, it's it's just become this whole well, I want that first before I have to put some work in. And and that's not a generational thing. That's an Australian broader cultural thing. Um, and I think it goes a bit further, Love. I think there's a bit of they want it, but then they'll get it. And then two minutes in, they'll go, oh, no, I don't like this. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm, I'm jumping off now. You know what? When you go to the bank and buy a house... Or make an investment, get on board for the whole ride. Yep. Hmm. Like, do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, and and we we all have had it. We have conversations whether it's you talking to your bank, whether you're talking to your superannuation person, and and they say things like, "Oh," and you talk about 10, 20, 30 years ago when these people were still either starting high school and primary school. They've got no concept. Hmm. Oh. Going out for a few drinks. Yeah, I'm just going to drive tonight, have a couple of drinks. Oh no, just put on your credit card or, or go to a ticket. Go, we we're talking before about going to see concerts, whatever, which are fantastic, and we've all done it, and we've all enjoyed concerts. But sometimes it doesn't hurt to miss one out. Yep. Like, like do something, do something for somebody else. I like don't think. Oh yeah, I'm going to go and borrow money to go and see Tay Tay. I'll go and do this, and then like, then the they're the first people who then when. And I know the RBA guy didn't cover himself in glory with a com- couple of comments he's made, but common sense will tell you, speak to our parents when they were interest rates were at 17 and 18%. Like we're going berserk because these... Yeah. But that's the thing, right? The comments from the RBA boss. Why were people yeah. so offended by that? Why get so offended by that? Yep, they probably haven't done a good job. Guess what? We're going to ask the Labor government to review it review the RBA, and that's what they're doing. There's going to be some results that come out of that. And, yeah. But apart from that, suck it up. Get on with it. Exactly. What, did, are you are you that offended that you feel like you need to do that now, or do you have to just simply you just say to him, yeah, what a, what a, what a cocko comment, and I, I'm just – and what we should do as an individual and what you can do is say, I still can go and do my own thing instead, and I will fix yeah. my own situation – as best I possibly can. I don't need government. I don't need an RBA. I don't need anyone else. I just have to look at myself and what my situation is and deal with what, what cards are sitting in front of me. Stop crying about it. Stop being offended by shit and just get on with stuff. You know, I, I, I have a tolerance to it, but it's pretty much at zero now. And anytime I hear someone moaning, I'll go, well, fix it. Stop moaning. Fix it. Yeah. Well, well, boys, I know we're... We're going to have a short show, but as I said, I can personally talk about this at the moment with what I'm going through. Like, and, and the, the amount of people, when you want help, well, the first person who's got to give you the help is you. And then when you do that, other people will come and help you. Mm. But as you said, Lovey, you need to take nice, very nice. You need to take responsibility for your action and own your actions. 
It's as simple as that. Just on a different note, and I know you want to shut this show down because I came so late, so apologies. So I'll give you my footy tips in a sec. Uh, (laughs) I have my my own rant about the AFL in the next episode and the rules they're trying to put in. Um, One thing, I'll I'll cover off on my losers at section just really quickly. If anyone has seen that footage of Rick Astley (laughs) covering on drums... Covering on drums, the ACDC classic. I tell you what, that red-headed prick has ruined one song. He, he, he made his own shit songs. Had a killer classic. He's ruined a he's ruined a classic by doing that trash. And again, yeah. the younger generation jumping all over it. Please stop him. Stop the dude. Stop that red-headed idiot from doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Yeah. Uh, yeah have a look at it. Um, <laughs> right, tips. While I'm on a roll. There we go. Bang. Give me the give me the nine, mate. Just bang. Um, so I've got the Lions. That's a massive. Stop, that's a massive salad, by the way. Can you stop uh, pressing buttons? Just stop pressing buttons. I had the Lions uh, smashing the Tigers. So yeah. this faint hope that Richmond have got a making finals will go by tomorrow night. I was going to say, uh, do you reckon that's then gone? That's then gone, lovey. The Tigers close to it. Yeah, yep. it'll be close to it. So Brisbane will win by, I reckon, 38 points. Um, I think the Swans will get the Cats up at the SCG. Yeah. We agree with that too, yep. Um, I think the Crows will win by about 110 points. <laughs> um, good luck. I'm, good tipping luck. The doc- I'm tipping the Dockers in an upset over the Dogs. So will Taylor Walker? Do you think Taylor Walker will win the Coleman this year? No. So I'm tipping the Dockers to beat the Dogs by uh, 28 points. I think the Dockers are on a roll. I've always rated them, and I think they're 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 on their way. Um, really tricky game for for the Pies. I think they'll get up. Um, I think. I think uh, I think they'll win by about four or five goals, but it, it will be pretty tight for most of the game. Um, oh God, I'd love for us to win, but I, without Draper in particular, Draper sets us up from a structural perspective. But, but uh, I've, I've heard he might be back though. No, he's he's out for two weeks, mate. So for me, he's, um, he's missed he's missed three already. Why? Okay, Glenn, stop acting like a twenty-two-year-old and listen. Um, it's going to be you half hour, um, my point exactly. So. Uh, it'll be port by about six goals, unfortunately. Uh, I think we'll battle for the next couple of weeks with Adelaide the week after. Um, I've got the Hawks beating the Blues. I don't know why. I've got the Hawks beating the Blues by a couple of points, and that'll be totally it for Carlton, and I will laugh for a full week. Um, Melbourne will pump the Giants uh, by a long margin. I reckon that'll be about 55 points. Great. And I think the Eagles get within five goals of the Saints back at home. I honestly do. I think I think they will respond a little bit. I don't think I'm not I'm not convinced on the Saints. I said eight weeks ago that they'll still miss finals. And uh, I'm still clinging to that and I still think they will. So there'll be an upset in this round. Uh, who drops in and who, who make did you guys discuss who'd be getting into the eight now? The eight I was gonna say the that's yeah, we didn't. Who do you do you think? The eight will change. Yeah. So, can you get it up as? 
So I think so, we should I think we should run that one next week, but give us your yeah. initial thoughts anyway. Who Saints out cats in. Yeah, I think Saints I think that too. I don't think the Saints have done enough. Okay, I think Bulldogs out. I'll give you that one. Uh, Frio in. That's my – may not happen immediately, but it will happen. So they're yep. my thoughts. Um, so we'll talk about that one next week. I reckon we analyse the ladder a little bit and we talk about round 17, the last five to go, what's going to happen. So, yep. um, Lover, you kind of almost recapped pretty much where we were on the AFL position, game by game. We were very much of the same opinion tonight. Um, I did want to get your opinion on this beautiful green top that they've delivered. Can you give us an update of uh, who won the toss? Uh, who, I just, I've just had a look now. Yeah, yeah, I've just had a look now. We're none for, we're none for twenty off about ten. None for twenty-five off ten. Yep. Um, so Warner's on eighteen. Kawaja's on seven. Stuart Broad's actually behaving. Ollie Robinson's being a bit of a dick again. Um, we're winning the toss, mate. So nothing's changed. Did we win the toss? No, they did. Okay. Couldn't. Shock horror. Shock horror. It's overcast with the lights on at Lords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as I said to you uh, boys before, a shit to, uh, truck out of my <laughs> mate Riverside Cricket Club have all gone over and uh, there's about 30 Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, it'd be awesome. Unbelievable to be over there. And they they just they just showed they just showed some pockets of the crowd. Yep. And I reckon Lords must be the place where most of the Australians can get to. There's yeah. stacks of them. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a ton of them. But day one at Lords, pretty good effort. Possibly the the mecca uh, of of cricket uh, if you're a cricket yeah. lover. So um, who knows? One day we could broadcast from there. Let's see. Maybe oh maybe our two hundredth show. But who knows? Well, you know yeah. what? We should make a genuine attempt this year, Boxing Day. Yeah. Why well. Not? Maybe day two or day three. Yeah, day two or day three might be a little bit easier. Boxing day. Yeah. Day could, uh, could be over by day three, so maybe day two. But if not, we and, Pakistan. I don't know. Well, if not, and we don't happen to actually get there, we should at least uh, crank the bar. Well, we can go to the Royal. We'll do it from the Royal. Yeah, Cousins. Uh, Disclaimer. Gold member there. So, um, yeah, correct. Don't speak uh, about the member like that, mate. Make sure you got your uh, Taylor Swift tickets too, lovey. You feel us in. Obviously, you've been. That's generally what you've been really complaining about is the fact that these youngsters haven't given up their spot on the queue um, yeah, yeah. for you to walk waltz in and. You mean it. timed out where you were trying to purchase it, mate? Is that what happened? You know what? Everyone's seen that movie. <laughs> everyone's seen the Simpsons movie, right? Where they put the bubble over Springfield. <laughs> yes. If we can just do that at the concert she goes to, and then just. And, and not the kids. No, the kids are fine. Anyone, you know, the, the teenies are fine. It'll be the wackos that are, you know, over 18 to 30 that are there. They're, they're going to be the ones that piss me off a bit. A, a bit. So, What's your cut-off age to go to Taylor Swift, mate? Who, what age shouldn't be going to Taylor Swift, do you think? Oh, no, no, it's not so much an age thing. No. Not so much an age thing. It's more of a... Um, I mean, even even now, if people haven't been able to get tickets, they're pissing and moaning about it. Well, that's life. So you know, whatever. Yep. Um, but no, I, I will, I will, I will crash if I had to get tickets for someone. 
I would crash through the queue to get there on their behalf. A bit like Costanza trying to get out of that fire escape that time when in the elderly home. More than happy to be first through. Yep. Um, what, is the, right. what is the price of a GA Tay-Tay ticket? I don't know. Uh, I'm hearing it's half a grand at least. Cool. I heard it was half a grand. Big effort. Just a, God. <laughs> oh, well. Good right. luck to um, Thanks for joining us, Lovey. You've given us half an hour of your time, so that's even better. Um, we're going to finish off with what we started with, mate, because uh, we can't leave you out of this, and then we'll have a little chat off air. But thanks for joining us, episode 92 of So What's Been Happening. We can't forget and finish off without uh, Song of the Year for 92. <laughs>